discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to our Wednesday night special service. It's good to be with you once again. I've missed you. I know you've missed me too. Aww. On Sunday, we had Prophet Adam, you know, joining us for that powerful, beautiful service. I know you are blessed. Yeah. I know you've had so many testimonies. Yeah. And, you know, what I said in there was that what I say to one, I say to all. That's what God said. What he says to one, he says to all. So whatever was said, you must receive for yourself on a personal level to see it happening in your life. I remember uh, a, a couple that was, was struggling to have a child, you know, and this servant of God spoke and said that you are getting a child a year from now. And a year from that time, the, the couple had a child. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so the Bible says, who is he that's yet a thing and it, it comes to pass when the Lord commands it not? He says, you get to know a prophet, you know, you get to know that the prophet is in your midst when the prophet says something and it comes to pass. Yeah. So clearly he's a servant of God and uh, I know the things that were released upon you are things that you are you have received and are going to work in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this evening I'm going to share with you on the, the very uh, um, third aspect of what to do now that you have given to God. So, the, so I'm still talking about now that you have given to God. This is the third part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I continue, I want us to share a quick word of prayer and then we'll start. Father, thank you for this glorious evening. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for your ministry, the ministry of your spirit and the ministry of your word, working together in our lives this evening. Thank you that we have understanding. We are quick of understanding. And thank you that these words are working in our hearts and causing us to go where you have designed and directed for us to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that we are all fruitful and we produce excellence on every sphere of our lives, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So now that you have given to God, what do you do? The first thing we mentioned was that you must work. You have to work. You can't just be there. You have to work. The blessing of Abraham shows forth, has expression, gains expression, has a channel when you touch something. If you're not touching anything, there's nothing that God is going to bless you with. You've you've received the blessing, but then it shouldn't show forth. You're giving acquired the blessings for you. You're, You're giving established the blessing for you. Now, for it to show forth and for it to be manifested, you need to work. Yeah. Then you must, you must think as you work. You shouldn't work foolishly because your foolish working will prevent you from having the results God will have you work, have you have. You have you know? So you have, to, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to influence your mind. Allow yourself to think. Engage your mind. Don't be the kind of Christian who, who allows his mind to go on holiday just because he's born again. You know, it's like when you get born again, it's my, it's my spirit that has been affected. There's nothing has happened to my soul. It's a big lie. The Bible says we should allow the word of God to change our soul, to renew our minds. There's so much the word of God says concerning the mind. There's so much. And you cannot ignore it. You can't push it aside. You have to allow your mind to think. The mind was given to us for a purpose. It's not supposed to be put away, put on hold. And you say that I'm engaging myself in the spirit. Engaging yourself in the spirit has to do with engaging yourself in your mind as well. The more you engage yourself in the spirit, the more your mind is influenced. Because whatever the Holy Spirit will say to you must come to your mind for you to understand and for you to be able to use it. You can't say you are praying and not be thinking. The more you pray, the more the Holy Spirit allows you to think. He gives you access into things that you didn't think you could have access to. That's what the spirit of wisdom is all about. The spirit of wisdom has to do with something that affects your mind. You making decisions and making choices okay, that no one else would have thought you would make. That would bring into prosperity and bring into excellence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can't afford to just uh, work. You must work and think about what you're doing. Allow the Holy Spirit to direct you to plan. Planning is very important. You can't say you will not plan. You need to sit down and plan. You need to sit down and organize yourself and know what steps you are making. Don't just be moving. 
I mean, when you leave your house, you don't just leave your house and sit in any car that you find on the road. No. You have a particular destination in mind before yeah. you move. Very true. So when you get to the station, you know which bus to pick, which taxi to pick, so that you can get to where you're going to. You can't, you can't, just, you can't be a Christian who is just moving and just existing. You must allow the Holy Spirit to show you where your, your destination is supposed to be. Do you see? Yes, and then you journey towards it. And then you plan. You allow the Holy Spirit to show you what to plan. You, you see, the Bible says that many are the thoughts and the plans and the counsels of, in the heart of a man. But it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. That does not mean that you shouldn't plan or you shouldn't think. What he's saying is that allow the Holy Spirit go through God before you start planning. Okay? Go through God before you start planning. There's a very nice scripture in Proverbs that I saw from uh, the message version that I want to show to you. So Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6. Let's read the King James and I'll read the Amplified. Okay? It says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there's safety. Now, let's read in the Amplified, in the, in the message rather. Strategic planning is the key to warfare. To win, you need a lot of good counsel. You see, so you can't say you will not plan. Because what God says, strategic planning is the key to warfare. It's a key to success. You need to, you need to succeed and you need to plan. You need to think. Don't let, I find so many Christians who have allowed their minds to go on holiday. It's a very painful thing. The fact that we talk about healing does not mean you should not take um, vitamins. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You should not take something that will boost your immune system. You should not exercise. And the fact that you're talking about healing doesn't mean you shouldn't exercise. Living by divi- Divine health has everything to do with exercising. It has everything to do with eating right. It is not separated from each other. Don't think Jesus brought uh, something that is so out of this world, so out of, so out of touch with this world. You see, that's not what Jesus did. When Jesus came, he was eating, and he was eating well. Yeah. If his body was not well built, he couldn't have handled the stress of the cross. What happened on him on the cross was so stressful that if his body was not well built, he would have had challenges. Wow. Yes. So you don't, don't behave as though, don't become so spiritual, you are of no earthly relevance. You are of no earthly use. And don't become so earthly that you are of no spiritual use. It has to work hand in hand. You have to balance yourself. A false balance, the Bible says, is an abomination unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as you work, you learn to think about what you're doing. Learn to concentrate on what you're doing. Learn to focus. Learn to find out what the Holy Spirit can tell you for you to have the edge and for you to have the, uh, the ability to go beyond what every other person is doing. If I'm selling tomatoes, how can I package the tomatoes to make it more attractive for people to buy? Do you see? The blessing of God helps you to think so that you can change what everybody else has into something that nobody else has. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, he's a spirit of creativity. The Holy Spirit is a spirit who created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says, by his spirit, he beautified the heavens. That's what is written in Job. He beautified the heavens by his spirit. You see, he brings beauty into your life. He brings beauty into, the, into your work, into what you're doing. He makes it beautiful. He's a spirit of creativity. And with him, you can, you can be creative. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the third thing I'm going to talk about today that you need to do. Now that you have given to God, what do you do? You must learn to trust God. That's the third thing. Learn to trust God. Learn to trust God. You know, if you, if you make man your flesh, uh, man your arm, or man your, what you depend on, all your plans are based on what someone can give you, what your uncle can give you, what your auntie can give you, what your work can give you. Don't plan with your office money in mind. Don't plan with, uh, uh, with what someone can give you in mind. That's a show, a clear show that you are trusting human beings. If you read in Jeremiah chapter 17 from verse 5, the Bible says, That says the Lord, Cares be the man that trusted in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Do you see? He says his heart departs from the Lord. So you are working. You are thinking. Now learn to trust God. If you trust God, you make certain decisions. You make certain plans. You will not not be afraid in your planning. You will not be careful in your planning. You see, why do you think you cannot, you see, in your mind, um, all that I can have, or all that I can, the, the level to which I can go to is uh, maybe I can get $100,000. But probably God is looking at bringing you a million. But because you have done your calculations with men in mind, there's, there's no space for God to work around you. 
there's no, you have boxed God. In fact, you have actually taken God out of the whole picture because you are only thinking about human beings, people who are around you. This is how far I can go because of this person or because of this circumstance. Don't trust in man. Don't put your trust in man. Don't plan with man in mind. An uncle, a brother, your boss. There's a problem. Your beloved. It's going to be a problem. Go back to uh, Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5. Let's go to verse 6 now in um, the King James. He says, For he shall be like the heat in the desert, the one who trusts in man. Let me read it together so I understand it better. From verse 5. That's the other Lord. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. He's cursed. That trusts in man. And maketh flesh his arm. He makes human beings what he rests on. Do you see? Your rest is in your consciousness of who is around you. Mm. And who can do what for you. How can you be building a business that will go all around the world and have human beings as your, your, your sponsor? It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Then nobody should, should dream big. You can't dream big when you have certain people in mind. You can only dream big when you have God in mind. God wants you to have him in, have him in mind and plan with him in mind. Knowing that my God can supply all my needs according to his riches, not according to what my uncle can give me, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Don't plan your business or don't plan your work with, uh, with your environment in mind. Oh, this place, this is the target niche that I have. I have uh, These are the people who can buy my goods. No, no. Why are you thinking like that? God is bigger than what you can think. Because he's bigger than what you can see. Learn to trust him. You must learn to, after I've given, learn to trust God. Anything is possible. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Anything is possible. I can go beyond what everybody has thought for me to go. Do you see? There's no threshold on your life. There's no threshold on your life. He can turn your life around in just a day. You know, in the Bible, there was this prophet, there was this uh, Elisha um, prophesied and said that because Israel was, Israel was, in, was in famine, great famine, and he said that a day from today, 24 hours from now, there will be more than enough for Israel to eat. And the king's right-hand man said that even if the skies were to open and something should come from the ground, this thing's not going to happen. You know, he, he, he was looking at the physical things only. He didn't know that God could do that. Wow. And the prophet told him that you shall see it. You shall see abundance, but you shall not taste of it. The following morning, a miracle happened. And there was so much abundance in Israel. And he didn't partake of it. The stampede for the food killed him. Yes. Make space. Make room for God in your life. Trust God. Learn to trust God. There's something that you learn. You learn to trust God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That says the Lord. Cares be the man that trusted in man. And maketh flesh his arm. And whose heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert. And shall not see when good cometh. He, you can't see opportunities. Because you are looking at human beings. There are some people you've planned with. You see, he shall be like a heat in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the patched places. That's, man can take you thus far. He shall inhabit the patched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. A salt land is a land that never produces results. No matter what you plant in there, you, can, you can't have much coming in. God, God wants you to trust him wholeheartedly. Anything that you, you, you replace God with with respect to trust is a betrayal to God. You are trying to tell God that God can take, take care of you. So when you are planning, you, have, you, you plan to a certain point. We can only go that, that far. No. God wants you to open up because he can do anything. God is big and is big enough to be my God. Yeah. Therefore, I trust him. I don't make plans with people in mind. I don't make plans with the congregation in mind. I make plans with God in mind. I know that God can give us beyond, above and beyond what we have planned. Do you see? So, look at the next verse. It says, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. His hope is in the Lord. Blessed is the the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Verse 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. He shall not see when he cometh. In other words, heat will come, but he cannot see it. He cannot feel it. Pressure will come, but he cannot feel it. Why? Because his hope and his trust is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Can you imagine? Her leaves shall be green 
and shall not be careful in the year of drought. When everybody's, you know, cutting down austerity measures, measures, he says, he shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Why? Because the Lord is his hope. He trusts in the Lord. Man can take you that far. Man can take you that far. You know, there are countries who are so dependent on other countries. They are looking forward, you know, to someone dropping something on them. I believe that things that have happened in the last few months have taught a lot of countries a lesson. That you cannot, because everybody is now concerned about his country. So if you will not learn to trust God and learn to look forward to something coming from, from above for you, then you are going to have trouble. You see, learn to trust God. It's a danger to trust in man. It's a danger to trust him. Look at Isaiah chapter 31 from verse 1. Isaiah 31 from verse 1. Remember, he says, Cursed is everyone that maketh flesh his arm. The one who trusts in man is cursed. It's cursed. A curse curse makes you wither. It makes you wither. You are doing a lot, but then you are not producing the results you're supposed to produce. If you check, you'll see it. I said nations. Nations have trouble because of where they put their trust. When they are making their plans, they make their plans with the certain countries in mind, with certain, certain funds in mind. They are always receiving. And they never, they never have. He says, woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. What is Egypt? Egypt is the world. Egypt is any other person apart from God. Wow. You see, woe to them that go down to Egypt. Remember, Egypt is always referred to as down. Yeah. Whenever you go to Egypt for help, you are going down. You are not going up. They have all the riches you can think about, but it's actually a step down, not a step up. Check in the scriptures, you'll be surprised. Every time Egypt is mentioned, Isaac went down to Egypt. Abraham went down to Egypt. When they are coming out of there, they went up out of Egypt. Because Egypt is, is down. When you depend on human beings and depend on man and trust in man, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one in Genesis 26. They are just showing it to me now. Genesis 26 verse 2. He says, And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. This is concerning Isaac. God told him, Don't go down because going to Egypt is down. (laughs) Woe unto the one who goes to Egypt for help. And stay on on horses and trust in chariots Mm. because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel. Neither seek the Lord. Wow. Go unto them who go down to Egypt. And stay on horses. Their, their mind is on the horses and the number of chariots. Because they are many and horsemen. Because they are very strong. It will disappoint you. I tell you. You'll be surprised. There's something called the spirit of disappointment. And it affects all those who, who trust in men. You're expecting someone to give you something. At the last moment, he'll tell you, the, oh, uh, because of one or two things, I cannot really help like I, I thought I would help. No. Listen, God uses men. Remember, he says, give, on, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall I cause men to add unto your bosom? So God blesses you through men. But you are not to look up to men. He will use men to bless you. There's a difference, a very big difference. When you look up to men, what it means is that man is blocking you from God. You don't have God in perspective. You only have man in perspective. Do you see? There's always a problem with that. But when you have God in perspective, God uses men to bless you. That's different. He will use men to bless you. You will not have to ask. You will not have to beg. You will not have to go to and do some things in order to gain their favor. He will give you favor before their side because you trust in him. Look at Psalm 118 verse 8. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Ah, it. it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So this is, this is having your confidence. Being committed to a man. Do you see? It's a problem. And not to God. If, if, if you are called by somebody that, oh, this money that you need, uh, I need you to skip service here and there so that you can come and do this. You'll be, be surprised that you don't think twice about it at all. DC. You can't say that, oh, Sunday morning is for God and I have to be in church. Probably after church I can come and see you, but I can't skip the morning, the morning that I'm supposed to be with God. You run quickly and go and meet the person because, you see, that is where your heart is. That's where your trust is. He says, learn to win your affection from this world. Learn to win your affection. Learn to trust God. Learn to win your, your trust from man to God. 
It is better to trust in the Lord than to depend on people. This is GNT, Good News Translation. It is better to trust in the Lord than to depend on people. Go to the next verse, verse 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to depend on human leaders. Mm. Wow. The King James says princes on human leaders. If only this MP can help me. If only this government appointee can do this for me. No, my hope is in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. He says, others trust in chariots and horsemen, but who trust in the name of the Lord. I trust in the name of the Lord. I'll look up to God. You see, I told you some years, I, I, I did some plans some years ago. And when I wrote all those plans there, and when it was time to write how it was going to be funded, I wrote God. He's all I have. And amazingly, he's all that I need. He's all that I have. And he's all that I need. You don't need human beings. No, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is trust? What is trust? What does it mean to trust something or trust someone? Trust is total commitment to something or to someone. Total commitment. Being committed totally, fully to something or to someone. So when we say you are trusting God, what it means is that you are fully committed. No matter your lot, makes no difference. You know that his word is sure. You know that, oh, because this person has said this, I can go to bed. I don't care what happens in the around. Makes no difference. We are getting there. For instance, Jesus was with his disciples. They were crossing over to the other side. And he said that, let us cross over to the other side. And he went to bed. When he said he went to bed. Whilst they were in the midst of the seas, the Bible says that the waves rose up. It was not easy for them. Water was entering the boat, but he was sleeping. Why? Because he knew that the word of God is sure. What God has said is true. No matter what I meet, as I go, as God has said to go, makes no difference. This is what God said. And that's all. He says his word would never come back to him void. So he was sleeping. The disciples were worried. They came to him. Master, carries down not that we perish. And he told them, oh, you have little faith. They stood up and rebuked the waves. And everything became fine. You see, and they got to the other side. They got to the other side. The Lord of God is sure, and you can depend on it. Wow. So, trust is total commitment. Committing yourself totally to God. You see, not making unnecessary efforts. Learning to rest in what God has said. Mm, mm, mm. What has God said? Because remember, you spoke to God before you started working. True. And you are always talking to him to help you think and show you what to do. So if things are not going in the way you thought they would go, do you see? Mm-hmm. Should you be worried? No. Should you be worried? Why? Because God has spoken to me. I trust what he has said. I know what he has said will come to pass. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ask or think. I have asked. I have thought. Now I know he can do beyond. He can do beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So trust is total commitment in God or to God. And it's different from faith. Okay? Trust is different from faith. Faith is described as one of the elemental principles of the doctrine of Christ. So faith is elemental. Trust is senior course. It's for the senior class. Trust is no matter what comes, God has spoken. Whether God is alive or not, I am with him. So if you read the Old Testament, you see references to trust more than you do in the, in the New Testament. The Old Testament saints learned, had to learn how to trust God. Do you know what the three Hebrew boys said when they found themselves in the... Okay, let me show it to you. Daniel. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 17. The example is a very good one to help us. Daniel chapter 3 from verse 17. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was telling them that he was going to put them in the, in the uh, furnace, the burning furnace, because they had not bowed down to his golden image, you know. And uh, he was threatening them and said that, I'll put you in. And he said, we don't, we don't really care. So, okay, from verse 16 is nicer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, to the king, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Like, we will not think twice about it. This matter, we will not be careful to talk to you. We are telling you what we are supposed to tell you. Look at verse 17. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. So they were sure of that. That was their faith. That, this is faith. 
we know if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Verse 18 is trust. Look at verse 18. But if not, be known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I don't know if you are getting it. Yeah. Trust is whether God does what he says he's opposed, he said he was going to do, or he does not do. I am still with him. I am still for him. Makes no difference what my earthly lot is. What happens around my business, what happens around my work, makes no difference. I have made room for him, and I have made room for him forever. I don't care what happens. I trust him anyways. This is trust. This is trust. Do you see? So I don't care what is happening. I'm not going to be, be borrowing. And I'm, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be uh, uh, looking forward to a certain call from a certain big man for me to be sorted out. There are, there are Christians who are into all kinds of things because they've not learned to trust God. For instance, someone gets born again. A prostitute gets born again. Okay? And trust, learns to trust God and wins herself off getting money through that means and becomes correct. But then you have children of God, people who were not prostitutes before. Get born again and they say that, oh, I, I'm struggling too much. I'm not getting the money I'm supposed to get. So this person, proposed, this big man proposes to them, okay, we can, we can, let's, let's go, let's, let's be happy. You have allowed that big man to replace God in your life. And you will not be able to win yourself off. You, you, it's clear that you don't trust God. There's something wrong. You don't trust God. Do you see? No matter what is happening, whether I have money or do not have money, whether the business is going a certain way or not, I know what God has told me. I trust him. Remember, God works in seasons and in times. I'll show you about that. He does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, trust is different from faith. You know, okay? Faith is confidence in God. Okay? Confidence in God. Faith believes that God can do it. God will do it. And God must do it. But when he can't see it, he's cast down. That's faith. I don't know if you are getting it. Faith believes that God can do it. God will do it. And God must do it. However, if he can't, if faith cannot see some things happening at the time he felt it should be happening, he, he's, he's, he's depressed. He can cast, faith can be cast away and faith can fail. In Luke chapter 22, Look at Luke. Luke chapter 22, verse 32. But I've prayed for... Let's, let's read from verse, verse, uh, verse 30. This is Jesus talking to Peter. Okay? From verse 31. I think 31 will help us. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sit you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. So faith can fail. He says, I'm praying that your faith will not fail. Faith can fail. Faith can be cast away. Hebrews 10, 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. He was talking about faith. He says, don't cast away. Faith is a confidence, remember. This is, cast not away your confidence. Because faith, faith can be cast away. When things are not happening the way, we are tired. I thought we, 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 we said we, are, we believe in God, we have faith in God. What's all this evil that have happened, that have happened by now? Do you see? You start talking and you repudiate all that you started, all the, all the things that you started with God. But trust is not like that. Trust is committed. He's committed to God, no matter what. <laughs> trust can never be removed. Trusting God can never be removed. Psalm 125, verse 1 and verse 2. It's nice. I'm sure you like it. Psalm 125, from verse 1 to verse 2. I will never go down in my life. I, will never go I, trust God. I trust God. I make room for God to function around me. I will never go down. I, will never go down. I keep going higher and higher. Because that's my testimony. Because that's what the word of God has said concerning me. I mean, so what will you say hmm. when it looks as though things are not going right? Hmm. Will you start, conf- will you change your confession? That, oh, I thought they said when we give and we work and we think everything will work. Now I'm giving, I'm thinking, I'm doing all that I'm supposed to do, but the thing is not working. What's going on? What's going on? Learn to trust God. Learn to trust God. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust that what your word has said concerning me is true. You said in your word, you see, he says, never said yesterday was better than today. Mm. No matter how bad today is looking like, he says, don't say that yesterday was better than today. 
Why? Because it says the path of the just as a shining light. That shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Brighter and brighter every day. So yesterday cannot be brighter than today. No matter what is happening, maybe today you lost something, you lost something happened. Yesterday is still not better than today. Today is better. Today is better. And tomorrow is going to be better than today. Yes. That's what you should be saying. Tomorrow is going to be way better than today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 125 as one. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. So, trusting in God cannot be removed. No matter what. So, trusting in God helps you explain things away. If you are praying for something and it's not coming, you didn't say, I've asked, I've asked God for a long time, this thing is not coming. You should say, rather, trust this is what trust, trust to say. Trust to say that if it is not coming, then God does not want me to have it at this time. Whatever God cannot give me, may I never have it. Wherever God cannot take me to, may I never get there. Yeah. That's, that's trust. You trust God, no matter what. No matter what. Hallelujah. Look to God only, I tell you, brother. I tell you, sister, look unto God. Don't look to man. Don't, don't complain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Pastor. Huh. Look at Psalm 35, Psalm 34, verse 5. Psalm 34, verse 5. Look to God. He says, they looked unto him, they looked unto God, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. God did not put you to shame. They looked unto him, and were lightened. They were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. You will never come to shame, because you trust the Lord. Listen, nobody has trusted in God in the, in the Bible and has gone down. It may look as though you are going down. Just check, check, check uh, Joseph's life. <laughs> check Joseph's life. I mean, he went through so many challenges because he trusted God. It looked as though his life was over. But just, as, just when he was at the rock bottom, at, at rock bottom, he just came up. All of a sudden. Look at Job's life. Job was careful not to curse God and die. He was careful not to blame God. His latter end was greater than his former. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no matter trust is no matter what happens. He says, Do you do you slay me? Yet will I trust you. And it looks as though things are not going well. Learn to trust God. Learn to stay with what God has said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 34. Learn to trust God. Psalm 34, verse 8. Trusting God is the best thing you can ever do for your life. So you are working hard. You are thinking. Now learn to trust God. Learn to trust God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Taste and see. The Lord is good. Oh. The Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. His mercies endures forever. He's delivered so many people from challenges because they trusted him. Jehoshaphat saw the, the, myriad, the millions of people that had gathered against him and his heart sank. He stood before God and tore his clothing and prayed to God, God, what do we do? God told him, stand still and see my salvation. Wow. Yeah. Told him, stand still and see my salvation. And God fought. Can you, do you believe that God can fight for you? God rained down stones to kill Israel's enemies because they learned to trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They didn't just trust in their swords, in their chariots, in their army. They had all of that. But then they knew that without God, it's not going to work. Without God, it's not possible. Develop that same attitude. That yes, I have some money there. Yes, I have this. But I will not trust in my money. I will not trust in my uncle. I will not trust in this one. I will trust in God for supply. I will trust in God to take me to the, to the next level. I will trust in God to take me higher. It's so important. That business will not move from one from grace to grace without trusting God. Mm. You need to trust God. You need to believe God on that level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. Psalm 34. We read verse 8, now verse 22. I'm showing scriptures on trust, trusting God. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. All those who trust in him shall not be what? Be desolate. It says they shall flourish. They shall not see when the heat comes. They shall flourish even in a time of famine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm showing you more scriptures on trust. Okay. Plenty of scriptures. Psalm 112. 
verse 7. Psalm 112, verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is what? Fixed. In other words, he's not engaging any other thought in his heart. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord. I'm confident in the Lord. I'm confident in the Lord. I'm committed to him, no matter what. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, not some, with all of thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. Do you understand that? Yeah. Yeah, so lean on your own calculations and estimations. If we pass here and we pass here, we can get this. If we, if we talk to this one, and we, if I talk to this one, I talk to this one, I can have this one. It's a mistake. It's a very big mistake. Spirit of disappointment to follow you for a very long time. Even though you're giving your seed, you realize that disappointment, they'll promise big, I'll take you here, I'll do this, I'll do that for you, I'll get this business and I'll put this money inside. But you see that it's not coming. But when you trust in the Lord, even when you have no acts, people will be calling you. Wow. Yeah. They'll call you. Oh, I, I heard you are doing this. I want to give you this money. And even before they call you, they would have put the money inside your account. And then they'll call you, oh, I've put this money inside your account already to do this one. Look to God. This is a look to God. And they were lightened. They were lightened. Do you see? Psalm 9, verse 10. Psalm 9, verse 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. So he will not forsake you. He says, the other one says, you will not, you will not be desolate. You will, you will not be put in evil. This one says that you will, you will not be forsaken. Because you trust in the Lord. God will not forsake you. God, God is big, oh. God is big. God no go shame us, I tell you. God is big. He will not leave you. He will not take you thus far and then leave you. Oh, it's okay. It's, you, you, I'm done. No. God will take you all the way. He will take you all the way. He says, I know the plans I have towards you. The thoughts I think towards you. They are plans of good. Thoughts of peace to bring you to an expected end. Otherwise, he says, to give you a future and a hope. God will not disappoint you. Okay? Look at Psalm 18 verse 2. Showing you more scriptures. Psalm 18 verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. And my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. He's my high tower. I have a lookout. He will show me what to do. He will show me. He, listen, I will never lack anything in my life. Prosperity is mine to the glory of God. Because God is my trust. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not calculating with people. I'm not, I'm not thinking about what people can give or what people can do. No. You know, sometimes we give, uh, we give uh, uh, an amount that, oh, we want everybody to give this and give that and give that. But actually, we are not looking up to you for that money. We are looking up to God. No, we don't, we don't look up. You can ask all those who are in the finance directory. We, don't, we pray. You hear us praying. We pray, God, we are looking up to you. Give us above and beyond what you have been planned. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we must be asking and thinking about something. But we know that God is able to do above and beyond. Yeah, above and beyond. We trust God. We trust God. We trust God. No matter what is going on, my heart is firmly fixed on him. Whether the business is going up or not, makes no difference. I know what he said about the business. What did he say? Because he said something to me before I said off. I know what he said about the business. I'm thinking as he wants me to. Things may not be going as I wanted to. Makes no difference. My heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. My heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. I know that my end is going to be greater than my beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 20 verse 7. Psalm 20 verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Sorry, Psalm 20 verse 7. He says, some, some trust in chariots. I mentioned the scripture earlier. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we remember the name. Of the Lord our God. People trust in horses. Like you are looking for war. You are going for war. And the war is you are going because of the chariots that you have. Yeah. You are trying to do an investment. And it's because of the money you have. You, see, you are trying to start a business. And you are starting a business with the consciousness of this person will help me. This person will help me. This. Those are the chariots. Those are the horses. Wow. Says, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Remember. Our God. Remember the name of the Lord your God. Cast. Always remember that. 
the one who trusts in man is cursed. He says, woe unto the one who goes to Egypt for help. Wow. Wow. What a way. So, don't put your trust in man. The other one is, don't put your trust in riches. There are two groups of two people who can take your attention or take your trust on God. The first one is human beings. The second one is riches. Your own riches. Your own money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your savings, your investments. Don't allow money to determine your countenance. Do you understand? Don't allow money to determine your countenance, how your countenance looks. Don't allow money to determine your happiness or your sadness. No, that's a problem. You only, you only thank God when there's something in your pocket. You only thank God when things are rosy, when things are nice. What kind of, you are a situational type of worshiper and a situational type of child of God. When things are fine, then you are, you are happy. Hallelujah. It's not supposed Hallelujah. to be like that at all. At all. Whatever my lot makes no difference. It is well with my soul. I will never go down. I will never be in lack. Whether I have plenty or not. Paul said, I've learned to both abound and be a base. In whatever situation I find myself, I've learned to trust in the Lord. Because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Probably we should look at it. Yeah. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read from verse, um, from verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Do you see? Yeah. He says, whatever state in which I am, I have learned to be therewith, therewith to be content. So learn to be content, whether I have plenty or not. It makes no difference. My, my trust in God is not affected by money. Whether I have plenty or not. My, I will not curse God because I don't have much. No. The Amplified said, not that I'm implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Wow. Hmm? Satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Verse 12. Amplified, I think it's nice. I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. Whether well fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being want. Verse 13. I have strength for all things in Christ. Who empowers me? I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow. wow. That is my testimony. testimony. Yeah. Wherever God cannot take me, may I never get there. Yes. I don't want to get there. If God doesn't want me to go there, I don't want to get there. No. Whatever God doesn't want you to have, I don't want to have it. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to have it. I'm not in competition with anybody. No. I'm not trying to make more money than you. Mm. I trust God. What he wants for me is what I'll have. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't trust in riches. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28. Proverbs 11, 28. He that trusted in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that trusted in his riches shall fall. So you make decisions based on your money, based on your investments. Based on that. Okay, so I have this, I have that. You have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Read about um, King Asa. When he didn't have much, he trusted in God. When he had much and he was sick in his leg, he didn't mind God. And God said, because you are not minding me, you will die with the sickness. And he died. He, the Bible says he was looking for physicians. Is it bad to look for physicians? Emphatically not. But the fact that you're looking for physicians without God in perspective, the fact that you are taking the, the drug religiously, and not thinking about God is a show of where your heart is. The fact that you are making decisions based on what you have. It says, he who leans on, trusts in, this is amplified, and is confident in his riches shall fall. That is, that is, the, that is the end of the one who trusts in his riches. He shall fall. But the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like a green bow. Wow. wow. Look at First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. First Timothy 6, 17. I'll be closing soon. Oh. It says, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. 
nor trust in uncertain riches. This is the problem. It says, don't trust in riches are uncertain. The Bible says, money maketh itself wings and flyeth away. You see, you think you are you have money until you have a problem that is bigger than your money. When you get a problem that's bigger than your money, then you know that you're actually not rich at all. So don't put your tra- don't make decisions like, oh, uh, now I have this, I have that, I have that. Okay, so now we can do this. No, allow God to be to be involved in your life. Trust in God. Don't lean in your own understanding. I don't know if, if I'm communicating clearly enough. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded. Riches makes you high-minded. Not trust in uncertain riches. But they should trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. So don't trust in man. Don't trust in your riches. Now that you have plenty, don't trust in it. Do you understand? Yeah. This is the Amplified. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be proud and arrogant and contemptuous of others, not to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but set their hopes on God, who richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Wow. Wow. Look at Job 31, verse 24. In Job 31, Job was recounting the things he didn't do. He didn't do in his life. Verse, 34, verse 24 says, If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the, to find, to the fine gold, that at my confidence. <laughs> yeah, if I have made gold my hope. I never made gold my hope. Neither did I say to fine gold, thou at my confidence. Fine gold was not my confidence. That was why he was rich. That was why he was prosperous. So don't say that hey, this one is my confidence. Yes, yeah. so, yeah, this one, yeah, I have this investment here. I have this one here. I have this one here. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll be surprised. So learn to always trust God. Okay? Yes, Pastor. Always trust God to supply. And you will never experience famine in any way, in any form. Those, you see, famine, famine is lack. Yeah. Not having enough. Dryness. The famine is as a result of dryness. Yeah. There's no abundance. Since when you trust in the Lord, you will not have any form of famine in any way. Even when there's famine, you will not be hungry. Yeah, amazingly. David said, I've not, I've I've been young and I'm now old. I've never seen any man who has trusted in God and had problems. Look up uh, Psalm 33 verse 18. You will never go hungry. You will never lack in anything in any way because you are trusting in God. God is big enough. He's big enough. And he's wise enough. Yeah, he's wise enough because if some things are not happening... It's because of, it's, I know God, because I'm doing everything right. I'm yeah. confessing, I'm praying, I'm sowing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and some things are not changing. I, I trust in him anyways. I trust in him anyway. He's wise. He knows the end from the beginning. Therefore, I'll be content with whatever I have now. I'll live in my means. I'll live in my means. I'll not live beyond my means and, be, and start looking for things from people. Can you give me this so that I become this? No, I'll trust God. I'll be patient enough. The next one is patience. I'll show you very soon. Psalm 33 verse 18. He says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope in his mercy. Have you seen it? Then he says, To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. He will keep you alive in famine because your hope is set on him. Wow. Wow. Psalm 37 verse 18. 37, 18 now. Psalm 37, 18. He says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. And their inheritance shall be forever. Next verse. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. In the day of famine, they shall be satisfied. Wow. Wow. Psalm 112 verse 7. I'm giving you more scriptures. Psalm 112 verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Trust in the Lord. I've showed you this already, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, be blessed, brothers and sisters. Learn to trust in God. Now that you have given to God, do something. Work. Think about what you're doing. Allow your mind to go to work. And as you allow your mind to go to work and you're working, thinking and working and doing all of that, learn to trust God. No matter what. I trust you. I trust you. We know that our God will save us. But if he decides not to save us, 
we will not mind you. We still love him anyways. Yeah. We still enjoy him anyways. Remember, you are not on a contractual relationship with God. It's not a, our relationship with God is not a contract. He's our father and we are his sons and daughters. Do you see? Yeah. And a father always knows what is best for his children. He will not put you into a dungeon and take you to death. No. His job in your life is to give you a future and a hope. He has that in perspective and it will come to pass. Jesus. The giving man shall be made fat. If you read in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25. Proverbs eleven twenty-five. You will notice. Look at Proverbs 11 verse 25. The liberal soul shall be, shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be, shall be watered also himself. The giver shall be made fat. The more you give, the more you grow. Wow. The working man shall also be made fat. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 4. Look at Proverbs 13 verse 4. The soul of the sluggard desireth and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. So the one who is a worker, the one who is a hard worker will also be made fat. The one who is a giver will be made fat. Your giving makes you fat. Or makes you increase. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not talking about becoming fat physically. I'm talking about, I'm talking about influence, buoyancy in the spirit, buoyancy materially, buoyancy financially. That's what I'm talking about. So the one who is diligent shall be made fat as well. The giver shall be made fat. The laborer shall be made fat. The giver, the one who is diligent in his business, shall also be made fat. The one who trusts God shall also be made fat. That's found in Proverbs 28, verse 25. Proverbs 28, verse 25. He that is of a proud heart stir up strife. But he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Wow. Have you seen it? Yeah. Three categories. The giver is made fat. The worker is made fat. The truster is also made fat. Wow. So when all these three are in, are in play, what, what else can you expect? But increase and greatness and influence on every side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So trust God. Learn to trust God. Now that you have given, learn to trust God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.